Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was during the, the Partick Thistle game. I need a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> That's your intro. That's start. <laughs> Hello and thanks for downloading the first 20 minute Tims of 2018 and we are discussing the Glasgow Derby and the upcoming transfer window. Thanks for listening. There's only one way to start our New Year podcast, Melee, Stephen, Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year to you gentlemen and listeners. Aye, oh aye, to the listeners <laughs> as well, otherwise it would just be the three of us in this room talking pish about Celtic. Melee, did you have a good Christmas New Year? Yes, ruined by Celtic, but <laughs> oh, yeah. we'll get on to It's that. quite good this, this podcast, Stephen, because not an awful lot's happened since we've done the last one, and there's the Celtic players are away in their, their winter holiday, so... Aye, good we, for them. Aye, <laughs> so we just get to get thoroughly moan about what, we, what we've just witnessed. You swore, I was at it, you were at it, Stephen. No, I watched it on TV. Yes. You watched it. I was on man in the studio. But you were in our news later on in the I was, yes. Did you go out after the game? I did, yeah. Did you just go out to pick fights with me? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. Wait, okay, I need to say this first of all because there's a groundswell of opinion forming in the media that Celtic were poor only because Rangers were so good. Mm. And that is bottled tripe. <laughs> Rangers hot were, garbage. Yeah, yes. hot garbage. Rangers were awful. As a footballing spectacle, that match was awful. But make no mistake, before we start this podcast, Rangers were terrible. And if Rangers were any sort of team, they would have beaten a Celtic team with that sort of performance. Yeah, I I would stop well short of calling them good in that yeah. game. I, I would reckon, looking back on it objectively, I reckon they both had... Two good footballing moves between them the yeah. entire game. They both led, generous as well. yeah, and they they both led to highly publicised missed opportunities. That was it. Yeah, I was I, I was watching that game like a lot of it, just rolling my eyes at the the quality of us, but the the overall quality mainly was was pretty poor as a football spectacle. As a football spectacle, I tried to watch it again, but I, <laughs> I made it in twenty minutes. And I, sports, you know, do for me. All good things stop after 20 minutes. Or <laughs> they used to. Yeah, I'm including not us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we might as well talk about the game itself. Well, on the quality of the game, oh. what it reminded me of was, do you remember we did a classic match companion for a for an old firm game when old firm games were still a thing? Yes. We did it for the 2008 3-2 clash, still available to download on iTunes and wherever you get your podcast apps. <laughs> but when we, when we watched that back for the purposes of a podcast, we all sort of decided upon the fact that it was a fairly poor, even at a 3-2, a fairly yeah. poor game to watch. What you're rarely aware of during these games, because of the intensity and the feeling around it, is how poor they can be. Because you're, you're not really, it's not like you're watching it as a neutral. No. That's impossible. Yeah. So you, you, It's almost impossible to judge 
how a neutral would view that game. But that's the first time in years where I thought, oh, oh my, if yeah, I wasn't a Celtic fan, I'd have the first time, off. The first time like, I peeked behind the curtain of an old Firm game, as it was at the time, um, and someone let me in at the standard, because you're, you're like, you get so caught up in it. You and I went to one, and we were sitting, I think it was in, we, we came back, and I think Bledley might have scored, and we were sitting in Maggie Mays. Oh, it was the day we get beaten, Kenny Miller. We get beat 3-1 at home. Oh, was it? And we, we saw... Steve the, McGinn they paid for Watford at the time yes and Lloyd Doyle <laughs> and um, we had a bit we were, we were talking to him and we were like ah the game would you make the game ball? and then they went ah, standard shocking into it and I sort of went you know what I never considered that yeah, but, but yeah that. the standard the standard you, you just think four goals in a game they would have enjoyed it but right. they obviously play a better level and they can see it was a better level than us yes. yeah a better <laughs> level than us um, and anyone watching that that, that spectacle or day would 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 say the same thing. It was just it wasn't for a few. Wasn't football for the purists? Um, no, absolutely not. But let's talk about the game. Let's talk about Celtic's performance. Let's talk about first of all the lineup. Um, before the game started, our group chat, the three of us, there was one overriding consensus, Stephen, from the group chat, and that was and the exclusion of Olivier and Cham. Yes, mm-hmm. we were blood red mad. Aye, we were <laughs> blood red mad about the exclusion of Olivier and Cham. Melee should have played. Should have played. He's been the best midfielder recently. I'm um, take Scott Brown out of this because he's always the best midfielder. Mm-hmm. He's just consistent. But with the other ones, he's been great recently. Deserved to keep his place. And again, it's going back to tried and tested. I wasn't that concerned at the time because I thought, look, we should beat them anyway. We're good enough. The players are good enough. But he should have been in there. Yeah. No oh, question. We can't be accused of being Captain Hindsight and his merry band <laughs> on this either because we, we said the exact same thing after the Anderlecht game that he didn't start and we couldn't get our heads and, around this uh, at all. And we, before the game, we, we put it out on the Twitter, but we weren't the only ones. You no. know, the, a lot of people, the, the main comment in the lineup was, why isn't Chan not playing? Yeah. He, should, he should be playing. Cham can pass a ball. He's just coming into this country, so this is a different game to him than it is to Armstrong and McGregor. So he's just going to play his normal game, I'd say. Yeah. Whereas the McGregor and Armstrong just fall into this trap like the rest of the team did of playing the occasion and playing the game mm. instead of playing the game. It was just Rangers came for a battle. We knew that would happen. So we put in players we thought could go in for the battle instead of us playing our game and passing him off the park. Straight from kickoff, the ball goes back to Tierney at left back and he launches it up the park. We never, ever do that in any game except this game. Why? They're no no better than they have been previously. On Cham as well, I'm I'm past being disappointed with leaving him out and I've arrived at annoyed, basically, because it's an indefensible decision. The way he played when he came on and totally changed the midfield again. yet again. Yeah, again. And again, I'll go back to that Anderlecht game where he came on and totally changed the midfield. I, I just, I can't understand that at all. I'm, again, much like I said after this Anderlecht game, sorry, I keep going back to that, but exactly as I said after that, I, I don't understand the system just now because it's entirely based on being able to pass the ball, but yet you leave out a guy like that, a guy who for all the world looked before this game like he was going to, this was going to be his breakthrough, the, the game mm-hmm. that he was going to make people sit up and take notice. Now, I, I know that he's playing against teams better than Rangers this season, but I, I just mean, outside of this room and outside the Celtic fans, this I fully believe that this was going to be the game that he established himself as a, a top player. So sort of sticking with it, was sticking with the formation, another one, Stephen, that was that was given his chance to shine was Christopher Iyer. Now, now, I'm I'm definitely in the minority here. I don't really rate the guy as, as not as a defender, and I think he showed that a couple of times in that match. He's just purely for comparison's sake. I don't think he's any better than Charlie Mulgrew was in the centre of defence. 
I, no, I don't I don't think he's good at passing I don't think he's as good at heading the ball Charlie McGrew could play centre back midfield and left back I don't think Ayer is as good as that and people were people more or less chased Charlie McGrew and, and they were happy to see him go but I, I think Ayer was given a shot against Rangers and, and I don't think he I don't think he took it hold on the guy's 19 years old yeah and he's playing in this game. Yeah, you're comparing him to Charlie McGrew, who left when he was what 31. Yeah, that doesn't matter to me. It's yes, all it about does. Charlie McGrew was a left back who got shunted into centre defence because he was terrible at left back. But that doesn't matter. In his mid twenties. But, but what the point is that doesn't matter to me. But you're but comparing if, him to a guy who's been playing football eleven uh-huh, years I'm, longer. No, than you're, him. you're quite right, Am, because I'm looking at the Celtic team as a whole and I'm looking at the quality on the pitch, and it doesn't matter to me if some guy's 19 or 29. If Christopher Ayer's not good enough, he doesn't get a pass because he's 19. If he wants to go away and learn to be good enough at Kilmarnock or Hibs and somewhere else, then that's fine. But it's all about the quality on the pitch. You can't just say he's 19. That, that apart I, from Brown, he was the best player for Celtic. I, I actually still do, don't really think he was that good. In fairness, I actually do agree with that point that you don't. If your performance drops below a certain level, you don't get passed because yeah. because of your age. In that case, you, you should, probably shouldn't have been picked. But I don't I don't agree that he performed badly against Rangers. I actually thought he was he was quite good. Now, I mean, we said after the Hearts game that you know nobody gets a, a pass mark in yeah. a four 0 defeat, and I don't think anyone really got major pass marks against Rangers because I thought it was a, a fairly poor game. But I thought I I mean, he was he was okay. He just he's not a centre back. I just don't think he ducked out the way the ball a couple of times. His positioning mm. was pretty poor. He was quite naive in Melee. I'll give him a pass for being naive because he is young. He kept trying to take the ball out of defence and he just kept getting himself into bother with it. What I would say about that is is that I think those are his instructions. We've seen it in the in the lead I up to this right. game. Yeah, I think we've seen it in the lead up to this game where he's always probing at the at the opposition's midfield looking for a chance to break forward. But where I think he fails with that well, it's not even his failure. The midfield hides from him. And yes, especially but, yeah. in that game, McGregor and Armstrong just went completely missing. So he's driving forward. And he's forced to go into trouble because there's nothing open ahead of him. Sinclair was missing, Forrest was missing, Dembele. We'll get on to all this, right? Yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah on we're going to run through everybody. Yeah, in greater detail. But I think Ayer was let down by players either side of him. I think you're right. Of him. I think because when you've got the ball, Melee, and you're, you're looking to make a pass, you need to have someone to pass to. You do, and it's, it just seems to be the ones that are available for passes are Boyata, Azure and Scott Brown the same ones all the time I think you're really harsh on Azure since he's come into the team that's four clean sheets in a row that's that's undeniable he looked good he didn't lose any aerial challenges he did have mistakes but the guy is just he's just recently started playing centre half at least he can learn he's yeah, 19 there is, he's got plenty there is, of learning advantage. it doesn't, doesn't matter that he didn't do it in this game he will learn from that and get better with Boyata he's not going to learn any more than he is so if we get Azure and beside compare if that's going forward. On mistakes made in this game, we have a very a proven recent history of players in the squad that can't cope with a, a really high highly intense start from yeah. these games. That game reminded me more of Warburton's Huns than Pedro's because mm-hmm. they started really quickly. And we've seen in the past that players tend to crumble under that. Sviachenko was a bad one for yes. that. This more on him. Year, wasn't it? Yeah, more on him later, obviously, because he's been in the news this week. Obviously, he didn't play, but Lustig, Lustig oh. really struggled with it yeah. as well. So I, I really struggle to point the finger at Ayer when it comes to these no, things. No, I'm not. I'm just because we're running through. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought I need to get my thoughts out on Ayer. Melly, you, you know, again, I don't want to go over the Ayer. I'm going to move on. But you said, you know, four games are already kept a clean sheet. I would say that the clean sheet in this game against the Huns was probably more to do with Craig Gordon keeping the ball out in the oh, net yeah, twice than, than anything Ayer done. Um, Craig Gordon gets a lot of stick. 
But as we've touched on in this podcast before, Stephen, you know, the guy's there to save shots. Yeah. He's not there. It's like you've made the old microwave Netflix comparison. <laughs> Stop blaming the guy for not being able to pass the ball because at some point, it's not his fault. The thing is, I made the point on Twitter and a lot of people a lot of people answered it. I said, look, if it wasn't for Gordon, that could have been disastrous because mm. he made two absolutely incredible saves. Now, I appreciate that there's more to goalkeeping in the modern game than simply being able to keep the, the ball out of the net. But you could really, you could level that at any position on the park. You could say that for a striker, yeah, well, there's more to life than sticking the ball in the net. Yeah. You have to do this. And that. But you can do it all. That's very difficult to come across. Look at Man City. They've just broken the world goalkeeping fee record for this new guy who is absolutely different class. But that's not the first attempt at that. They signed Claudio Bravo last year, mm. who is good with the ball at his feet, but he can't keep, to, to use the old yeah. expression, <laughs> can't keep wins out of close. He couldn't make <laughs> a single save. So it's extremely difficult to find a keeper who can do everything. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm glad we've got Craig Gordon for now, right? Because he's, I don't think Celtic could really attract a better shot stopper at the moment. Could he be better with the ball at his feet? Absolutely. But... I, I just think it, it's extremely hard to just keep harping on it on that when he's making saves of that kind of quality. Really? Craig Gordon? Two great saves. The first one, though, I will take it back because the ball is robbed off Sinclair. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it was this one. I was going to watch it again. He didn't see it in the highlights, but uh, Sinclair, I'm sure it was that one, but Sinclair gets the ball and it's a hospital pass from Craig Gordon mm-hmm. again, which puts Sinclair under pressure. He loses it. I think Candy has crossed it and Tavernier Tavernier gets the volley in great save but it was him putting us under pressure in the first place from Mm, his distribution now uh, no just to let you know it's not going to be entirely negative if we come across someone that's had a good game we'll we'll bring it up I'm sure we will when we get to Scott Brown but at the moment I'm looking at my crystal ball at the moment I don't (laughs) see any the the next stop for the complaint train (laughs) is uh, is Mikael Lustig who probably had the Uh, worst game in a Celtic shirt I've I've seen him have arguably could have started with him to be honest because he was absolutely dreadful And in many ways, there's not much more to say about Michaels. Every pass he hit went wayward. He, he, he was... set the tone with that early ball. Oh, when yeah, he just dropped it. Yeah, he just dropped it the feet of someone. No, he was put under a little bit of pressure before that when Scott Brown was caught on the ball. But <laughs> I just I don't understand why it takes him so long to get into these games now. It could be argued that he's just he just finished. I know you've yeah. said that a couple of times recently, Jamie. That he's just doesn't look like he's got it anymore but he, he looks I said it in a, a couple of weeks ago that he looks injured now mm. we'll get on to this tiredness argument and if if maybe there are players you know I don't doubt that, that there are players that will be tired on that Celtic team and jaded just you know it's not as much physically tired as physically and mentally just I just need a fucking break type yeah. pattern you know what I mean just get me out of here for a week um, and I think Lustig might be one of them because I can't think of anyone else really who plays right back for no, us no. nobody does nobody switches in and out and uh, Kieran Tierney as well. Those two are probably got in Scott Brown. They, there's a handful of players who who look jaded, but I mean, is that an excuse for Lustig's performance? I, I don't say so. We keep going on about this break and then to get to the break. Martin O'Neill used to do it as well. We need a break, and I remember before the break, under his time as well, we dropped points. See if you keep telling players you're jaded, you need yeah. a break. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Why, feeding them excuses. Exactly, it's one more game. Just wait till after it and say we needed a break. Now mm-hmm. it's here instead of pushing it into their heads. If you give players an excuse, they'll take it. Lustig and Tierney and Brown. Brown's fine. He plays every game and he plays well most of them. Yeah. But Lustig and Tierney have been poor recently, and they're two players that we don't have replacements for. We've got replacement for Lustig, but we refuse to play him yeah. for some reason. And when you look at Tierney on one side, what he gives us. 
on the other side, Lustig doesn't give us no. any of that. And, and that's probably why we, we, we signed Ralston a long-term deal. We wanted to see what we can do with him. I would he, say He's injured, which isn't yeah. his fault, mm-hmm. but then you've got Gamboa. Use him. Weiler wouldn't have been dropping either of them against Rangers for obvious no. reasons, Lustig and Tierney. They were left out against Hamilton Aki's very recently, so yeah. I mean, how many, how many games do you want off? Yeah, I, know, I know Tierney's very young and he's bound to get like, stamina issues and things like that, but in a month's worth of games, you're only going to realistically get one off and then we're going to expect you to play more like, like I touched on this a couple of weeks ago and I said that I think there's not an insecurity about the same thing but I think whereas last season everyone including the manager was fully bought into what was going on 100% I think they've started to ask questions of themselves and maybe the system this season and I think there's a bit of um, uh, indecision there you know and, and I think that is indicated by the fact that he, he went to Stuart Armstrong that's a very typical move of a manager. Not picking favourites, but picking who he trusts. You know, it might be a bit of a chance picking in Cham, but he's like, I can probably trust Armstrong here. And that's probably why Armstrong featured. It's like Martin O'Neill, after his treble, he trusted those players. He brought in Hartson. But anything else he brought in after that didn't really make a massive impact. He trusted the guys that got him there. Whereas now, I think, with this team, it is still Ronnie Dyler's, mostly Ronnie Dyler's players, Bar yeah. Sinclair and Dembele. So he's going to need to bring Cham in and keep him in and he's going to need to be ruthless with some of these players because that is another big game. He's been decent this season, but people calling for James Forrest to be player of the year are mental. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott Brown, that, that's yeah, his unless he drops off dramatically. But James Forrest, has he ever played well against Rangers? Again. No, never once, no. Absolutely shocking. See, hiding again. As weird as it sounds, I reckon if Scott Brown was to score a goal, and soon he would start being talked about as player of the yeah. year. Even though that's not his well, job, it would bring him to, to people's attention. Scott Brown was 14 to 1 to be man of the match. Was he? Was he? Aye. Aye. printing money. Aye. Aye. Well, so that's what I thought when I put a fiver on him and at half time. I suppose he'd get Celtic man of the match, didn't he? He wouldn't get the. Well, what man of the match is that, Sky? Hey, that's aye, whatever, the match day man of the match. So anyway, we're sitting there at half time and I was like, oh, that first half of Rollins around, you've won it already, you've won it already. And then, no, fucking, I think it was Tavernier who ended up man of the match. Could have been, Bates. I think Bates was the was the Sky man of the match and he was good in first him. Yeah. On the midfield, as much as we're having a go at the, at the likes of Lustig and maybe even Iron Beretta for making mistakes, it's less easy to look at the midfield and pinpoint absolute glaring errors because of where they play in the yeah. pitch. But that, I don't think that excuses them because for large periods of that game, especially in the second half, they just weren't there. No. You couldn't pinpoint one of them and go well you're having a bad game because it's not like they were just constantly giving the they ball they weren't doing away. enough yeah they weren't like, they weren't putting Rangers yeah. players clear through on goal or anything like, like yeah. Lustig did but they just weren't available they, they weren't available no. for passes uh, uh, they, they didn't take control of anything and, and when they were like McGregor I, I, I have issues with McGregor's decision making at times oh he had two wild shots though mm-hmm. but he wouldn't have done it I said again playing the occasion he wouldn't have done that in any other match he wouldn't no. have had these wild shots that had no chance of going in unless it's a screamer which he doesn't really do does he he's more placement and they were just wild over the bar Celtic most of the time there'll be three four guys that have the ball Tierney eh, not Tierney Lustig the two centre halves and Brown will be the ones that have the most of the ball yeah. and then you're looking for others to drop in and get the ball Armstrong and eh, McGregor didn't do that at all they weren't shown for the ball it's kind of hiding, it is hiding because yeah, you're getting a guy to stand yeah, yeah. beside you and we've talked about it before but even like Sinclair, just it wasn't happening for him at all. Sinclair has, again, everything's relative here to say they've been poor, they've been poor. You know, it's, it's all relative saying this player's poor, that player's poor. See when you look at Sinclair, 
all we've got is last season to compare them on. Mm. You know what I mean? So a lot of people say, don't compare it to last season. That was a special season. <laughs> no, it's, it's not really. You know what I mean? You're looking at 30-odd, 40 individual matches. So I've got a good idea of what sort of player Sinclair is. This season, he's not been the same sort of player. And in that Rangers game there, he was really poor. He wasn't coming back enough. Now, I don't know if that's instructions or the way he plays. When he lost the ball, he wasn't making any real effort to get it back. He pulled out of that 50-50, for which the whole stadium went absolutely mental yeah. at him for. Um, so I don't know if that guy is just a guy whose heart's not in it, or he's chomped to get in holiday, or his head's elsewhere, but he, he needs to buck up his ideas. He's one of the players that this mental, this fatiguing, can't be said because he's not an international player so he's getting the international breaks off he goes away in his holidays which he's entitled to do but that's not really an excuse for him saying he's tired he did pull out the challenges see if you're having a game like he was having nothing was going right for him you make sure the guy you're up against has as bad a game as you because you put him off and he didn't do that Tavernier and Candias he didn't make it difficult for him honestly I was watching Can. He's a terrible, terrible footballer. And he, he looked like Maradona up and doing that. Yeah, well, the thing is that the, the two best things Rangers did came from him as well. He, did, he had a cross for Tavernier, who one of the aforementioned Gordon saves yeah. came from. He tipped over the bar. But uh, Was he, it him or Tavernier that ran by three Celtic players with like they weren't there? Tavernier. Yeah. Aye, unbelievable. Sinclair was one of them and Armstrong was the other. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go through and we'll pan all the Celtic players because they were poor, <laughs> which they deserve. Line them up. Rangers didn't play well but this was a patchwork Rangers was, team yeah, they brought yeah. in Cranjar they didn't have their captain that Alves caked his pants again and went off <laughs> yeah, that was they were, they were missing so yeah, many yeah. players yet we let our standards drop to theirs and made it a midfield battle where it was about tackles instead of us getting the ball down and passing it we didn't have one good passage <laughs> of play where we kept the ball made angles Dembele was poor, but he didn't get any no, service no. whatsoever. I was, so I was waiting for that. Hush. Dembele got absolute peppers for his performance. Tell you what, wouldn't he want to have been Mr. Dembele in that game? Because what's your service? A, a, a wee cutback that wasn't really a cutback for Scott Sinclair or a punt long for somebody in defence. And to be fair, Dembele won a lot of headers in that game, but McGregor wasn't switched on the second ball. There was, McGregor or Armstrong never got close to him at all. No, no not, support whatsoever. So yeah, the ball's gone up to Dembele. He's winning it, he's heading it down. And then he's got to try and win the second ball himself. Whole... Celtic actually, sorry, Celtic actually, for the first time ever on that game, they reminded me of Man United this season in that there's there's a defence, there's midfield, and then there's 60 yards of space, and then there's Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. That's what Dembele was basically doing. He's just standing there watching the game and expected to deal with And if it's scraps. any indication exactly of the service that was on offer, it's when Lee Griffiths came on, the exact same thing happened. He yeah. wasn't getting any better service, no. so it wasn't a fault of the defender. Hey, sorry, the, the striker. The system we played, Celtic have come in a lot of criticism following the game again for persistently passing the ball back. Uh, there was one passage of play we were either on the edge of their 18-yard box through playing ourselves or a corner and within f- two seconds the ball's back at Craig Gordon were under pressure. This is the way he's going to play and I've said it before, I tweeted after the game even that if this is the way we're going to play, we need to have better footballers to do it now. That's it. These players... I said it a few weeks ago, these are mostly Ronnie Dyla's players. They've probably last season raised the standards, so that was as high as they could go. They've not met those standards this season. That's a half a season now, so it doesn't look like they're going to get back to that. They need replaced. Mm. We need better quality in the team. Severe lack of creativity in this team. Rogic is out and Roberts is out. What was it? We dropped points in seven games this season. Six draws and a defeat, yeah, that's right. And I had a look at it. 
Patrick Roberts started two of those games and in both games he didn't start the rest of them. In the both games he did start, he went off injured. So he hasn't played more than half an hour in any of the that's games we drop points in. Remarkable fact. That's what you, that's what you pay cre- your money for. Lack of creativity. And when he's in the team, Tierney's in the team and Sinclair's in the team and Rogic, he, him and Rogic create for Sinclair. Sinclair's a finisher. He mm. finishes chances. He doesn't create them. If Forrest isn't playing well, we don't have any creativity in the team. And I think you've and nailed it. it. And I think, I think the players feel it on the pitch and I think they know it. There's a nervousness about the team like they just keep playing and playing and think well there's nobody up front we need a hand here it's like they need a hand and they, they want to try and keep possession but the problem I've got is when they want to keep possession they look up front there's nothing really happening they want to keep possession it goes all the way back and we've got two centre halves who with the best will in the world can't really pass the ball and if it takes only took one range as attacker a lot of the time to occupy both our centre backs so the ball just went out to Lustig who inevitably either gave it away or tried to give it back to Craig Gordon so there's nobody at the back there who's who's necessarily comfortable on the ball. There's, there's also, last season, everything was going well. I think we drew Inverness, and then that was us right through to we played Rangers, and we drew one each, we won every game. So see, when you're winning every game, and everyth- everybody's confident, everybody wants the ball, the system works because everybody wants the ball. Yeah. See, because we haven't been playing well December, maybe a bit before that, we've took a few beatings this season, confidence is down, so not everybody wants the ball, not everybody's making the angles, not everybody's dropping off to get the ball, move it on. Everything's a bit slower. It's just, it's not working out. We just need, we do need a recharge. I, I think, sorry, Stephen. Uh, yeah, once again, with the, the going backwards and uh, the defenders being caught in position, again, I would point the finger at the midfield for no, this totally. because Sports Scene highlighted this for anyone who hasn't seen it. They showed a passage of play where Ayer had the ball out on the right-hand side and had to check back on himself. He then passed it to Scott Brown, who was caught on the ball and it led to... Morelos completely wasting mm. a chance he's rotten by the way yeah, Morelos is terrible but they showed it from the other angle and they showed it from what Ayer would have been looking at and there was three players I think it was Forrest, McGregor and Armstrong and yeah, you, basically, you could have thrown a hula hoop over them like, they were just standing in the same position no one was coming for the ball Lustig hadn't pushed forward Dembele hadn't dropped in there was nothing on for him so he yeah. has to go back. and there was a lot of that there was a lot of, of, of nothing on and I th- honestly Melly I think you, you nailed it I think there's, there's a, a, a mentality in the team that they do need a break. You know what I mean? Like that'll be the that that seems to me that the word in the camp, the word in the dressing room is, oh, we just need a break. We need a, oh, how are you feeling? I'm shattered. I just need my break. And and then also we're not helped by the fact that we are we are down on players like you say. We're down on Tom Roger. We're down on Paddy Roberts because I can tell you something. If we're going to try and at least sign Paddy Roberts or we're going to bring him on loan again. You can bet he was uh, Brendan Rodgers looking forward. He was in his plans. You know, he was a he was a starting oh, player. You can't you can't help injuries like that. That's hamstring. Maybe he did come back too early, but it just shows that the squad is thin now. Johnny Hayes got injured. Johnny Hayes, Scott Sinclair came off and was replaced by Cham. Hmm. That's not a straight swap. That meant no. a lot of rejigging and putting McGregor out wide. If we had Johnny Hayes on, he could have been on the bench. I was, he I was could surprised. even have taken Forrest off. He could have taken the two midfielders and the two wingers off. I was surprised Terrible. we never tried Dembele and Griffiths up front at the same time. Like we did it's it never worked, fine. but... We worked at the cup final against them. And, um, and, and like you say, the, the bringing the Cham on wasn't a straight swap, but I think the Cham needed to come on. He definitely did need to come on, but he could have taken off, as I said, the two midfielders or two wingers and 
change that about. It's too late though. What did Enchant come on the 70th minute or something like that? Yeah, I mean, 70th minute. 55th or something like that, to ah, be honest. Yeah, I know this be... is, again, this is all hindsight, but we can't really be accused of, of rewriting history here because we wanted them in from the start. I think that's pretty clear. So when Dembele got substituted, he took an hour and a half to come off of the pitch. <laughs> um, sort of yeah. took his time, applauded oh, Sorry, on that, we were talking about time wasting. Never me again. <laughs> I'm going to get a, a podcast fine now for that. <laughs> but did you see, shout out to the guy who, when Rangers... Tavernier, Tavernier, sorry, came over to take a throw in. Some guy showed him the ball and then threw it away from oh, him. Good. Essentially wasting time for Rangers who are playing for a nothing each draw and Celtic are chasing the game. So well done, mate. I Top bants. He doesn't listen because he doesn't sound <laughs> like the calibre of individual listening no. to this podcast. Um, Dembele looked as if he was saying his goodbyes, went down the tunnel, shook everyone's hand, came back and had a wee seat. So do you think he's off, Melly? I think. I mean, I said, uh, like, the way Dembele was, seeing a bit of the chat starting to form, and then we're, we look as if we're trying to give Edward game time, sort of said to me that we're maybe preparing for Dembele to leave. And, and now the chat just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. No, it's looking likely. I mean, Stoke City were watching him, but they're about to give their manager the sack. But mm. people say if MD was watching, they won't buy him. But you don't base yes, no, one game on that. So the guy is still living off last season's reputation yep. and look see if he wants to go I love him I think he's a good player he could do so much more I think for his benefit yeah. he'd be better staying for us but see if he's not interested in putting in the work in the Scottish League because you need to do it every game it's some games he just doesn't look like he's interested let him go because he's, there's he's, a guy there Griffiths who's desperate to play Eduardo want to prove a point it's going to be detrimental to the team going forward if we've got a guy that's he's more... cashing his chips and Dembele's cashing his chips he looked at this season and went see if I've had a right good season if I've had another good run of the Champions League then my stock's going to shoot through the roof and people want me Champions League never really panned out the way he wanted it he's been on and off form and injured in this Scottish League so he's like oh, I may as well just go to the cashier cash in my chips and head down the road because yeah, he's, he's not going to stay for a third year so he might as well get out and let's yeah. not get sniffy about 18 to 20 million because that's, I mean, that's good money for a for a player who's essentially only doing it to Scotland. I mean, how much did Liverpool pay for Daniel Sturridge? Was it sixteen million or something? Mm. And, and yeah. Arsenal paid sixteen million for Welbeck. I so Balotelli was about sixteen when he went to Liverpool as well. So yeah. you know that's 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 Premiership ish kind of mm. money for a for a for a striker in the bellies. So if we get eighteen to twenty million for Dembele and we reinvest it in the squad in some way then uh, you know uh, the, the best of luck to the guy like you say Mel I'm disappointed because I think he had a lot yeah. more to offer and he could have done a lot more with his time up here but uh, no hard feelings if he wants to go well, if he wants to go what well, what are we losing we're, we're losing a guy that was brilliant last season he's not done it this season yeah. so ideally we want him playing every week and you want him scoring but that's not happening now so for all how bad we were we should have been one or two goals up in the first half some of the misses they were yeah, great yeah. they were good opportunities that you'd expect Celtic to score Scott Sinclair anyway that one right on half time see Dembele if you score that scored as well. that buries them this was a chance to bury them give them nothing going into January make them think we're stuck with this crap man excuse for a manager instead they're cheering at the end because they've scraped a 0-0 draw with us yeah, uh, bury on, them on that. lost opportunity as Agreed. as I've always said with them them celebrating a nothing each draw at Celtic Park, I, I I'm not gonna have a go at them for that. I never like to be the celebration polis because you celebrate based on how you feel at the time, not on the wider context of what you've got. See if they feel good about that then then yeah. batter in. Yeah. You know, we're we're still talking about getting a draw with Man City a year down the line. So it's 
if they feel good about enough in each draw, which they should, because you're talking about a generation of Rangers fans coming through now that don't remember them being successful. That's six yeah. years now since yeah. they've been out of business. So if you're 16, 17 coming to these games, you don't, you're not going to remember Walter Smith's Rangers. So enough in each draw at Celtic Park is a good thing for them. We sort of touched on Dembele leaving. Um, Brendan Rodgers after the game said a couple of things. One, we need a rest. and we, we kind of agree it looks like that. Even if just to get the players a wee chance to reset rather than the fact that they'll be really tired. Um, and the transfer window looks to be it might be a bit of a revolving door for us because he definitely wants to see on the transfer window can I just be as as so bold as to make a prediction on what we're going to say here I reckon we're going to say oh, we need spoiler alert yeah, for spoiler anyone who wants to listen to the podcast I reckon we're going to come to the idea come to the consensus that we need three or four players to go straight into the first team to improve certain positions agreed why yes. do you say that is that because we say it every single transfer window every transfer window, every transfer window. <laughs> I'm not saying it to joke about how repetitive we are, but we went into the summer saying we need three or four players to improve in certain positions, proven quality to go in and improve bits of the team, not wholesale changes, three or four positions. We didn't get it's, it. It's very, it's very broad, that, isn't it? When, yeah. when you say we need three or four players to go into the first team, because I'm pretty sure any team in the world would take three or four players <laughs> good enough to go into the... To but but my point is, we didn't get that. We we got Olivier and Cham who has made the by far the biggest impact of of the signings yeah. that were made, and even he's been left out for the bigger games. So, what did we actually get in the transfer the last transfer window? A, a whole lot of nothing, really. Yeah. To be honest, last season he brought in certain players, three big ones: Toure, Sinclair, Dembele, all worked out. This season, January last January wasn't so big because we had the League One. It was just about getting the treble, getting everything done. Team yeah, Europe by that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now this season, a year on, we're in Europe. We're seeing a lot of frailties in that squad. There's not a lot of players you'd say definite starters. You, yeah. could, you could name the players, and then if the rest of them go, you wouldn't be that bothered. But this, I think, this January is critical for us. So we've got a centre half coming in. We need to address the right back situation because of the way Lustig looks, and he's got a World Cup. He doesn't rate Gamboa clearly, so. We're going to go into Champions League qualifiers only with Alston. So Boyata has got 18 months left in his contract. He's possibly at the World Cup. So that's a centre-half as well. So we've got Compeer coming in. Jozo is looking like he could go. We don't have backup for Tierney. Burnley want Jozo. Seven billion apparently. Okay. Yeah, I take that. Yeah. If you can get somebody better by all means. This time last year we could have sold Sviachenko and Craig Gordon for five and ten million. Mm. Could have got 15 million. Hindsight you'd take that. In midfield, Tom Rogic, good player. We can't rely on him for a season. That's another time he's been out injured and we lack creativity without him. So something needs to be done in there. Paddy Roberts could be away at the end of the season, so we need to replace him or get him permanently. And then Belly could be away. There's major work needing done. There is major work needing done, but you can't really blame the board and Brendan Rodgers at the end of last season for sitting down and going, don't need to do much here, do we? Ah, very no. true. And I don't, want, I don't want us to get overly dramatic about this. And I, and I would even go as far to say is, I think we're maybe starting to see the end or the beginnings of the end for Brendan Rodgers' Celtic phase one. Yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, don't, I don't want anyone to interpret that as me saying, right, let's take the Invincibles and bin them and just, mm. and just move on, get a whole lot, set of players. No, not at all. I just mean... It's, it's the same with any club. Nothing lasts forever. We've seen it with other clubs who just slip into a sort of steady decline after a really successful period. Again, I, I use the comparison. Man United after Alex Ferguson. You well know what happened there. That's yeah. not going to happen to Celtic. They're not going to completely fall off a cliff. But you see what happens when you, you just let slight... I'm stopping myself from saying the word rot, but 
you know, a slight decline set in a squad. It's I mean, every this, squad needs refreshed every so often. If this was Brendan Rodgers' first season, I mean, you'd, you'd be happy at this, wouldn't you? Would you? I mean, forget last season. If this was his first, lost one game. Yeah, it, I, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not electric. It's not dynamite, but I mean... At the, on the other hand, yes, you're right, actually. On the other hand, we have had quite a few bad results this season. I'm talking about and the left at home. I'm talking about pumped off PSG, which... It's a completely different category to yeah. losing to drawing with nothing each with Rangers, but it's still a fairly embarrassing result. Drawing against Hibs and then drawing against Rangers. We've had some bad results in there and bad performances. I think there's a lot of stock left over from last season that we get away with that now. I, I think I'm just I'm just getting a bit tired of everything either going through the prism of the nineties or through the prism mm. of last season. You know, yeah. everyone's saying, Well, don't complain because if last season was an exception and this is normal every day, this is what you expect, and you're thinking, well, Maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. From last season, we've said that we've lost Toure and Izagiri at the back. We didn't, we've not replaced them. No. So that's no. two international players with good experience. I know we talk yeah. about speed, but that is genuine yeah, experience. And they two yeah. both done it in the Champions League. We're not wanting the Invincibles torn up and sold off. We're wanting want to you to give them ha- a hand. Enhanced. Yeah. yeah. These guys and, done it last season. We're relying on them all still, apart from bringing in Chan. And like you say, it's not major surgery required, just a few key areas strengthened with, with quality. And, and we know we can get that quality because we went out and got Sinclair, we went out and got Dembele, we went out and got Cham. We know that quality is available to us, so it, you know it's not out with the reach. Now, you started this by saying Brendan Rodgers, is, he's not daft. He knows this squad needs a bit of an overhaul. We're, and don't expect it all to happen now, but I was just saying over this this transfer window and the summer changes have got to happen in this squad yeah. now and Stephen mentioned it a couple of weeks ago but we forgot to mention it on the pod and when we played Fenerbahce defence was Gordon, Lustig Tierney, Boyata and Simonovic that's three years yeah. ago now Yeah, mm-hmm. that that needs recycled Celtic under Rodgers tend to look in the right places I know people uh, tend to pour scorn on when Celtic are linked with players from the English Championship and things like that, saying there's no quality in there. But I look at Celtic's transfers over the last 10 years and most of our best players have come from the English Championship or sort of unfancied yeah. English teams. I've had a lot of them. I'll not run through the list, but it's a lot of them. You know, Even as recently as Dembele, Sinclair, Roberts, all these guys come, yeah. came from the Championship. But it was a couple of weeks ago, it was during the Patrick Thistle game, which is a midweek game uh, I couldn't make. So I tried to allegedly steal a stream online oh, for mate, it. Let's, can I, like, it's fine the, if you say allegedly, by the way, you're covered. You're the worst type of... <laughs> did you steal a stream? Yeah, you're covered if you say allegedly. It's like abandoning your car in a really terrible spot, but banging on the hazards, that yeah. covers you. <laughs> I was doing that, but my stream was terrible, so I decided to abandon it and watch it on Celtic TV the next day, like a good little boy. Mm. But during the game, I flicked over to the Bristol City Man United game, and Bristol City beat them, and they were brilliant, right? So, uh, I don't mean they just they def- defended really well, backs to the wall, and managed to close out the, the bigger team. They were actually a really good football team. And so with that, I thought, right, I hope, hope some of the Celtics watching this. So I googled a couple of other players. There was a boy who scored the goal, and uh, his name was Joe Bryan. And as soon as I googled him, Celtic linked with move for Bristol City's right. Joe Bryan. They'd also been linked with their centre-half, Adam Flint. And I thought, oh, right, well... Flint? Flint. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I thought, oh great, too late now, they're all worth about 40 million because they've just been manurated. But it just it shows you that Celtic are looking in the right places. Yeah. It'd be great to get some of these players before they explode onto the scene. I would love to know the players that we have missed out on that we've never, nobody's ever heard yeah, about. Yeah. You know, like, I, remember Peter Grant said that they were offered the likes of Giroud 
mm. and all this. Oh yeah, that a was back, an O'Neill one, yeah. Uh, a way back when. I would, I would love to hear about some of the players that we've missed out on anyway. That's by the by. Also available to download uh, The Ones That Got Away yes. by 20 Minute Tim's. I'm such a bad salesman. <laughs> that should have went right in there. Um, Melly, what, what do you want for the transfer window? What are your transfer window hopes and Lots dreams? Lots of players. Lots good of players. Uh, we're getting in a centre-half. Happy with that. Yeah. He's in the right mould with what we need. I still think we need creativity in midfield. I've said why I think we, we severely lack it. If we've not got certain players playing, it doesn't work. So I'd want a centre-half, a right-back and a centre-midfield. Well, over the next two windows, I'd like a goalkeeper as well. You want a right-back? What will that do for Anthony Ralston's development? Well, he's the only one that's going to be there in the summer mm. for us playing. So if he gets injured, who do we play? That's- so. Roger's already said a few weeks ago we need to look at it. He doesn't rate Gamboa, so he's going to need to go and he'll need replaced. And Ralston already has played a good few games. I'm not yeah. saying he's ready for a Tierney-esque burst onto yeah. the scene and to never come back out again, but he has played a few games before he got injured. Even played as part as the right-hand side of a back three in a game against Ross County in September. So he has he has been in there and thereabouts. I don't I don't think we can rely on him to be the only right back because as Melly said earlier, Lustig looks done and Gamboa is just never going to break through into the team at no. all. I don't know what's happened with him at all. But it's clear. Well, there, was, there was something about Gamboa was asked he asked permission to go and play with the national team rather than it came be back around in, for Celtics. It came back in after that, which was odd because I, I remember that was around about the time where I asked inexplicably started raving about him on here but he's just never been seen since it's clear he's not going to be any kind of long-term prospect which is made all the weirder by the fact that he is a Rogers signing he's not like Sviachenko yeah. or one of these guys who's just been hanging around since the dial time uh, Rogers signed him and paid money for him I don't see if Rogers doesn't rate him and he signed him well just sell him because yeah, he's, he's obviously said but look I've tried I've signed this guy he's not what I thought he was we'll move on just get him out oh, definitely. because he'll, he'll want Costa Rica in the World Cup, so he'll yeah. want he'll need games before the World Cup, so it's in his interest to leave as well. So you know, on the way out, we can potentially. I mean, potentially, there's a lot of players that could go on the way in. We've already got compare. Lewis Morgan looks to be one that's is that done or no? How is it? How's it's not, it sit? I think it's the worst kept secret yeah, in Scottish football cage, right now. Being cagey about it, no one's confirming one way or the other. I think someone outright asked them on Sports Sound recently yeah. um, after he'd scored those two goals against the United, and again it was all about kind of oh you know I'm still listening. It was all that kind of yeah. the usual stuff, but I think it's as good as done. What do we know about Lewis Morgan? Anything? I've watched. The last two games he's played in, he played Friday night against Dundee United, uh, top of the clash. He scored the two goals, two good goals. Where does he play? Uh, wide, either wing, he switches between each right, wing. Okay. Uh, both of those goals were his right foot, but that was when he moved over to the left, I think. So he Is he better in. than Ryan Christie? It's hard to say. He looks too good for the league he's in, but mm. we'll see how he goes up the step. But again, this is going to be, he comes to us, but he'll be loan back, yeah. so we won't see him till the summer. Would you take Ryan Christie back? Do you think he could solve our creativity issues? I'm glad you brought him up because I'd completely forgotten all mm. about Ryan Christie. And he's, he's getting got... rave reviews. Yes, yeah, yeah. Most players go away and they do okay. He's getting good reviews every single week he's playing near enough. He's been Aberdeen's best player. And with Celtic, with a, aside from a few notable exceptions like Rogic and Christopher Ayer, more often than not, when players are loaned out, they're never really seen of again. Yeah. No, I just meant in this window, in this no, January. I don't, no, I don't think, think that can be returned. Um, this boy from Dundee, defender we've been linked with as well. Jack Henry. He's played in the game against us recently and very unnoticeable, yeah, to be honest. I mean, I've, 
I have to hold my hands up and say that the only time I ever see these players is when they play against Celtic. I don't watch Rangers games really unless it's coming up to a Celtic game. Are or you it's doing because you're obsessed? Because I'm hashtag obsessed. <laughs> obsessed with an H in it somewhere. <laughs> but um, I've never really seen much of Jack Henry. I would have to... I'd have to defer to higher knowledge on this to be to be perfectly honest. I thought he was a youth product at Dundee, but I'm sure I read recently signed from Wigan in the summer. So having uh, played Dundee once this season, he wasn't the guy who stood out. I actually came away quite impressed with that Glenn Kamara, mm. as we, who we've spoken about before. So I didn't notice Henry that time. Another player we've been linked with is a player called Dusko Tosic. Um, he's I a dig Serb. Name. That's a footballer's name. Yeah, he's a Serb who plays for Besiktas. Thing is, I don't think we'll go for him. He's thirty-two, so he looks as if in the mould of Compare, he's a centre half. You know, let's just remember this is Celtic, and it's no football manager, and it's no like as much as we all around there. We, we were talking about it in the group chat. We want four players to come in, hmm. but clubs don't do a lot of business in January. Yeah. We we're no different from that. If we 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 need to be more careful with our money, we can't take the chances. So I would I as much as I want. Big changes as much as I want three or four first team players. If we get two, I'll be very surprised. Fuck and that. <laughs> We're getting money in for Dumbelli, baby. We're getting money in for Van Dyke. We get Champions League money. Sviachenko, out you go. But here, get it spent. I don't care if they're crap. Just get, spend money. All right? Did you get vouchers for your Christmas? Aye, and I just gave them away. Did you, did you go, did you go right out and spend? I know everyone does that. You get vouchers for Christmas and you go right out and spend it. I get two hundred pounds. Vouchers worth of vouchers for All Saints. A shop that I don't particularly like. I went right out and bought a leather jacket. Didn't you need a leather jacket? Ended up taking it back. And I thought, I can keep this money this summer. And I think that's what Brendan Rodgers might do. He's not going to spend all his and Christmas money. I want a Mowbray-esque transfer window. Oh, you want a- 11 in, 11 out now. <laughs> I look how good that done for us. See, instead of that jacket, you should have bought three or four key bits of clothing. Exactly. Like a, like a, a sock, a, a scarf. And a pair of boxes. Strengthened your overall wardrobe rather than blowing it on one. <laughs> what I'm saying is, that was, I think... all, that was all a big joke, but there's no really any excuses. After compare, we should really improve. We've got a lot of money coming in. I mean, that Van Dyke money's basically money and you know for what me, But that Van Dyke thing, Stephen, we should have bloody asked for fifty million. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that is, that's quite annoyed me um, on Twitter, and it's fueled by Chris Sutton saying that Scottish teams are selling, underselling their players. Yeah. And you, you know what? I maybe, but. For Celtic to have got twelve million for Virgil Van Dijk was good business at the time because all he, all he was back then was the best player in Scotland. He's gone on to be one of the. I wouldn't say he's the best defender in England because I think that's Aspilicueta, but he's one of the best defenders in England. Nobody really knew that back then. Yeah. You can all say, "Oh, well, it, was, it was clear to see," but not really. Getting twelve million and then getting a further massive amount of money for seven million. So, Twenty Cel- million in total. Celtic have won the lottery twice with one ticket. Aye. Let's ease off complaining about, oh, it's terrible business. They should have sold them for 75. That's not how it works because you could... Re- I, wonder how, I wonder how Gronigan are feeling. Ah, exactly. You could rewrite history for every big transfer there's, there's ever been and go back and someone sold them for less than that. I don't think Sport and Lisbon will be beating themselves up for selling Cristiano Ronaldo as a teenager for 18 million or whatever it is when he went on for 80 because that's not really how it yeah. works. Plus, transfer values, as we discussed recently, are are, uh, are an illusion. Yes, they are. Transfer <laughs> values are an illusion. He's not 34 times the player he was no, at no, Groningen. Well, it looks like Sviachenko go. They've got a few guys who aren't playing that could really do a go. And Liam Henderson, for his own Aye. career, has got to go. It's a few guys like that. But as we say, we just want a couple of players just to come in, freshen up the squad and go. Because as soon as we start back... For all this is a wee three week break. It's Saturday midweek, Saturday midweek, yeah. right through again. So, I and Svechenko's going. 
he just he just good enough. He was he was a bit saft. There's been a wee say. a wee bit of rewriting of his career um, on on the social meds uh, mm. since this news came about that he's been basically told he can find a new club yeah. or told to find a new club. Brother, a lot of people saying he's the best defender on the club, which. Again, again, I, yes, again just goes into that syndrome we spoke about yeah. recently. About how it's always the other guy. It's always the guy who's not playing who's the best at any given time. No, he's not. I don't. I don't know what it is. I couldn't sit here and, and pinpoint exactly what it is that's really gone wrong with him. But uh, well, for, apparently, apparently he he wanted or Copenhagen wanted him in in the summer, and for whatever reason that didn't go through. And he right. was, I think. He was allegedly. That's where he came from. Wasn't yeah, it? he was supposedly a bit frustrated at that, mm. at not being allowed to go back. Um, but I mean, he's, he's he can't pass a ball, he can't hit a ball, and he's too slow. He's 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 no good enough. I for thought us. he came in. He, he looked like a breath of fresh air when he first came in. Yeah. I remember his debut. I think he came on in that semi final against Ross County. He came yeah. in in the the worst possible circumstances and looked all right. And he scored in his first game against the the Huns. And you backed him, did you not, in that game? Yes, I did. Yeah, I said before that, yeah, still available to them. Yeah. And, you well, know, it's not so long ago we were talking about him and Simunovic being the future of the Celtic defence. That that did happen. We looked at the two of yeah. them playing. Everybody said that. The whole support were like, right, this is it. This, this is the partnership we should stick with. And, you know, fast forward probably six months and he's well, completely out of It was this time last year Boyata came in yeah, after right. the break and kept his place. It was him and Simunovic. So, the way these three, four players at centre half are interchanging, he's not got. He said before, Simonovic is his best defender. Then mm. Boyata came in, he was his best. So he needs a partnership there and somebody he can rely on. I don't think he's got that in the three that are there now. Be interested to see what the defence, what the back line is going to look like, including goalkeeper, the first game of next season. Because potentially the only player from today, or well not today, from just now, playing could be KT. I'll predict, I'll predict Gordon, Lustig, Boyata, Simenovic, <laughs> yeah. Tierney. Tell you what, I know Brendan Rodgers likes to listen to our podcast <laughs> and, and he's Bentley. Yeah. Um, by Tim Krull. Tim Krull? What, is he third, second or third choice now at, at uh, Brighton? Is that right? Yeah. He's on the bench. He's on the bench. By no Tim Krull. Um, if they want Dembele, do a wee deal, get us Tim Krull. He's out of contract in the summer as well. There we go. There I didn't even go. know that. I'm like a... We're practically doing it for them. We're doing, we're doing Celtic's <laughs> job for them here. Um, and on that, we will end. Thanks very much to everyone who listens and downloads our podcast. And genuinely, hope you have a good new year. Thanks for listening. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. 
That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.